Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. And welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible, incredible woman here, Nicole Pearl, who we, again, I say it every time, but Clubhouse has been just an incredible, an incredible, like, asset in my life. Um, If you are not on the app, you need to. There's just an incredible community there. Um, But Nicole, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of give a little intro about yourself, and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. Okay, cool. First off, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. A bit about myself. I started out as a print girl. I was a magazine beauty editor in New York for many years. I've pretty much worked for or written for all of the publications. And just think when I started out, if you've seen The Devil Wears Prada, I was essentially replace Andy with my name, Nikki, and that was my life. And I rose through the ranks, eventually transitioned to becoming my own TV personality, where I do a lot of beauty and lifestyle segments now. And I really DIY'd my way through doing that. And now I also help small businesses and entrepreneurs learn how to get themselves or their products or businesses featured in the media. It does not require a ton of investment if you're willing to learn the right strategies. So I share all of my insider tricks from like an editor's perspective and someone who's getting pitched all the time because I do still freelance and then somebody who's also pitching herself. So that's me in a nutshell. So I love that. I love that. And let's, let's kind of talk about that a little bit about, you know, the power of the pitch, right? Um, I think a lot, and I know you already said that you get a lot of pitches daily, Um, And I'm sure you could like share stories about that, good and bad. So what can you give to the listeners who are, you know, maybe building a business or having that product and like stepping in and starting to want to get themselves out there more? So what kind of tips can you give to have that perfect pitch? Well, I think one of the mistakes that people make is that they want to really appeal to the masses, which is something that we hear all the time. I mean, in any form of branding, but when you, if you want to have a specific and successful pitch, the idea is that you want to figure out what is it about you, your business or your product that specifically relates to the viewership, the readership, the audience. And so when the editor or producer receives your, let's say, segment idea or your pitch for a type of story or however you would like to be featured, as long as that they know that you're familiar with their audience and you're giving them insights as to what would be relevant for their audience, then maybe their eyes will open or maybe they'd be more likely to even open the email. So number one is really targeting your pitch to the specific outlet. I would never, I know a lot of people will do these massive press releases and I don't necessarily think that's going to be in your favor unless you are a major celebrity 
or are doing some sort of major national event, or you're like the royal family. But if you're a smaller business, you really want to be targeted. I love that. And so let's talk about when you first started, right? Because like, I mean, now you've been seen on Hoda. Um, you've, you've been in, you've worked with a, a lot of magazines, but it wasn't always like that. It didn't just happen right away, right? What kind of, what kind of process did that take? Because I know you have so much grit and tenacity within yourself, but what, what was that process like? It's interesting because what I do, it's not necessarily like hard. Anyone can do it, but the hard part is sticking with it. And so even to this day, you know, every year I have new goals for myself of let's say what national show do I want to get myself on or what outlet do I write, want to write for, or what types of clients do I want to help? And essentially it's the consistency. And maybe you've heard this like over and over again, but I can tell you as an editor, like I have either Uh, people that have pitched me one time, I've never heard back from them, but it's the person that not in an annoying way, but in a strategic way, it's learning how to follow up, but will continue to reach out to me with adding value in a respectful way. Even if I'm like not interested or it's not the right fit, if I respond to them and say, thank you so much, I have received this. It's just, I don't have anything right now or not the right fit or what to have you. That's your first step to building relationship. And so Mm -hmm. I think that getting a no is a huge win. It's better than getting no answer. I, uh, I love that because there's so many people that just won't do that follow-up, right? They'll just, they'll just take that no and they'll just, you know, walk away. And I, I mean, I can tell like numerous times that I've like written messages to people and they're like, no, not right now, but I'll do that follow-up and I'll make sure. And I think what you said is so important in regards to like, not like it's like what you can do for them. It's not what they can do for you type of thing. Yeah. So, and a, a lot of mm-hmm. it's mindset. So like mm-hmm. you might send a pitch and you don't hear anything back, or you might be afraid to send that email, but remember we're all human. And like, maybe the person went on vacation or maybe they got reprimanded by their boss. It's just, you never know what that person's going through in that day, or maybe they're really green and new to their job. And so that's why I think that it's really the less, connected you are to not in the ability to not take it personally because everyone's just kind of like we're all so inundated with emails and all that stuff so just remember that like if someone's not responding to you 90% of the time it could just simply be that they missed your email and so Mm. it would be doing yourself a disservice to not reach out again so true and it's kind of going with the same idea well let's, let's talk a little bit about publicity and, you know, getting into the media or getting into the magazines or what have you. Um, When, I I guess my question is, what is your first process with that? Because there's so many, you know, people that work for publicity out there um, and you don't know who to trust. So how do you lean on those people to trust and know who to trust? That's really important because you're right. People can promise you the world. So it's really up to you to determine, okay, number one, do I have the budget right now that I want to hire somebody to do it for me? And then if I want to, how do I figure out who the right person is? The other question is, if I don't have the budget, or maybe I do, but at first I want to learn the fundamentals to empower myself. So then I feel more confident in really knowing what is right for my brand 
to make sure that whoever I end up bringing on is aligned with me and I can ask the right questions or that the work they're, they're doing really is going to have some sort of ROI in some, in some regard. And so mm-hmm. the questions that you want to ask if you're thinking about bringing somebody on, this is relationships. A lot of this is really about the experience level are they, do they have relationships with outlets or producers or people that are in your niche? Or let's say you're like, I have five, you know, target places that I really want to be featured in. Do they have relationships? And I, when I say relationships, I'm not talking like, can they pay to get you placed? I mean, do they have relationships with specific editors or producers that if they pitch them, that person is going to respond? They may, they can't confirm or guarantee you that they'll get you featured, but at least maybe they could get your the email opened. And so that's a really important question to ask. The other thing is, remember, you may not have those relationships, and oftentimes that's what you're paying the publicist for, but it doesn't mean you can't create those relationships. And once you create those relationships with the key places that you think are best aligned with what you're doing, then those relationships are invaluable for you. And so that's why you have to determine, again, where do you want to invest your time? Where do you want to invest your dollars? You know, where, what is your long-term goal? Mm, I love that. I love that. And this whole this whole process could be you know stressful for a any type of business owner because like i mean whether it's big or small because you don't know where to start you don't know what to do there's so much out there so i i, I love all of those tips that you just gave um when you first had your first like uh showing at on hoda right mm-hmm. how did that process go because that's an incredible feat for sure. Well, thanks. And um, this is why I say you can DIY it. I didn't have a connection. Mm-hmm. I was going, you know, and pitching. And really what happened is that I really kind of looked, I watched the show. You got to watch the show. You have to see what type of content they're producing. If there's people that are in your lane or products are be- being featured that's similar to yours, Think about what are those stories. The last thing that you want to do is suggest a story that was just featured the week before that makes you, it's not the best look, let's be honest. And so it's figuring out, okay, where can I not only provide value, but but how can I provide a unique point of view or offer a segment idea? Look, you're you're not necessarily going to reinvent the wheel, but some sort of fresh spin that they haven't done a million times. Or what is it within that you do as your special sauce that can make them say, oh, okay, I would be interested in having her on or this product would fit into the show. And it's really about finding who the right contact is or there's ways to research that and do some sleuthing without having to pay for expensive databases of contacts and reaching out, having the right type of pitch, the right type of email subject. And the expectation should be is I'm going to send my pitch understanding what your founder story is. I'm probably not going to hear back, but with consistency and like continuing to do this, and it's not the same email every single time, but eventually, like I said, a good, uh, I would say a responsive producer oftentimes would maybe get back to you or maybe say, we'll give you a shot or would at least acknowledge that they're seeing these emails or at least they'll get familiar with their name. So Mm. it's like, 
eventually you can't ignore the person that keeps on knocking on your door. As long as you're not being annoying about it, at some point, it's like you might break them down a little bit. And so I basically developed a relationship with the producers after consistently giving them, you know, ideas and and ways that we could work. I just like didn't go away. And and also I was credible and they saw that I had experience. And so if you are someone that wants to be, let's say on TV, but has not done segments anywhere else before, your best bet, and I would recommend because it's the best way to get experience, is to really try to get onto some regional shows, whether it's in your in your area or if it's segments in other cities. They are doing a lot of Zoom segments now. It's amazing practice. It'll make you only feel more confident when you finally do land that national segment. I hope everybody's writing this stuff down because it's like you're literally dropping incredible, incredible gems. And I want to also talk about credibility because that's super important. And I, I feel like there's a lot of people that just don't understand the the publicity like space or like what's what's so important. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you said. It builds that credibility. And if you want to build a business, uh, that's the kind of the way that to do that. So um, I guess my next question is, how did, how, how does somebody become credible? You know, I, I actually love that question because especially with social media nowadays, sometimes the impression is that like the more followers you have, suddenly you're a credible source, which is not the case. Of course, all of the media is a business. And so if you do have a really engaged following and have become like a personality on social media, I I do think that that is something that can work to your advantage because producers will think, okay, well, maybe then this person could help us promote the show. Maybe we'll get higher ratings, but credibility really does come from experience. And if you can't back up what you are saying that you are or the experience that you have, it is going to blow up in your face. And so don't get confused by what your numbers are versus what your experience is because they're two different things. And I think within becoming an expert, experience trumps numbers for sure. And one other thing I think is really important for people to recognize because I hear this all the time is, Conversion to sales is not a direct reason why publicity matters. Mm. Publicity is going to grow your credibility, your trust factor, which is going to make people want to buy your product. But you can't expect that if you are mentioned once or on a show one time, all of a sudden your sales are going to blow up. Like, okay, Shark Tank. Sure, that's one type of show, but the idea is that you can use all of this credibility or all of this exposure to promote your brand, to put it on your website. All of these things are going to separate you from all your competitors because if you were featured one place and you were chosen over, let's say, your competitor that gives you that instant credibility that the consumer is going to then want to believe in your brand. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, absolutely love that. So my next question is for you, you've accomplished so much, you've done so much. What's next? <laughs> like, like what, what, where, where do you see yourself going in the future? It's interesting because while I love doing TV and I will continue to do that and I'll always freelance, it's kind of my heart and soul. What 
I really love so much that I'm doing is truly helping small businesses and the entrepreneurs learning how to get themselves featured. It comes so naturally. It's the way that I think. I feel like I'm taking my 20 plus years of experience and it's thing. I didn't realize how much it was needed Mm. until I realized that so many people are just, they don't even know where to begin. And so right now my mission is to help more and more people and figuring out ways, you know, right now I do a lot of one-on-one work, but working with people in groups or pods or, you know, because I think the collaboration is so awesome and there's so many ways you can learn from people, but I am having a blast doing that. And I think it's like the instant reward of seeing the people I've worked with you know, land these segments or land these media and what it's doing for them. It just kind of validates everything. And so I'm going to grow that business even more. I love that. And you just triggered a good trigger, um, a a question um, in regards to collaboration, right? And we talk about it all the time, uh, collaboration versus competition. But for you, how has collaboration leveled up your business? You know, it's interesting because I feel like, I think that there's room for everybody. So even Mm -hmm. though there's people that are, I guess you could say direct competitors of me, I don't think of them as competitors because the way like I teach or what my vibe is, is different from somebody else's. And so we can collaborate in terms of sharing contacts or, you know, thinking of even is that like business questions? How do you handle this or this rate or what, what have you? But at the end of the day, no one can duplicate ourselves. And so then I use the way that I work. And if people connect with that, then that's great. My thing is that I'm really transparent and I always have been, even like within my kind of space within the beauty industry, my tagline is beauty shouldn't be a bitch, you know? So Mm. I tell it like it is. um, And I'm just, I'm very real. And so if somebody connects with that and they want that, then that's what they're going to get. That should be like your, your book. Beauty should be. It's funny you say that because somebody once approached me about doing a book and that would have been the title. Oh, we never ended up moving forward with it, but I definitely explored the idea. Um, that would be an epic title, 100%. I could see it. I could see it. Um, one of my last questions for you is, you're a mama, right? And when you look at your child, what kind of legacy would you want to leave? That's really deep. What I love is that, you know, my kids are seeing me as a working mom. Like one of my... I. I sometimes my segments are recorded live and then you watch them on TV and I'm sitting there with my kids and they're like, there's mama on TV. And I just feel like letting them know that, you know, maybe it sounds cliche, but just seeing me as a professional and knowing that like they can do it all in the sense of, you know, go after their dreams or, but, but still like have that family. I think it's like that, that balance um, and the legacy of just seeing an entrepreneur at work. And so Mm -hmm. they might be coming home from school and I'm on my computer while they're doing their stuff. But, you know, I just want them to really feel like 
if I can kind of create something out of nothing and figure out my ways and they're kind of watching me do that, that there's space for them to do that too. Mm, Yeah. I love that. And you're, you're living it, Nicole. You really, really are. Thank you. For sure. Um, And for my listeners, where can they find you? Like if you're doing anything that's coming up, like I want to share all the links and all the things because I'm going to put it in the show notes. Oh, well, thanks. Um, Well, Instagram, I definitely share a ton of tips and like exclusive content. So my Instagram is at Nicole Pearl Beauty Girl. My website, if they want to check out, you know, just a little bit about me and also learn more about if you're a small business and you want to learn about how to get yourself featured, it's NicolePearl.com. Pretty straightforward. So, you know, I'm on all the places. I'm on all the social media and, and all that stuff. But I would say those are, if you had to pick two to focus on, it would be those two sites. I love it. I love it. And I hope everyone that's listening just takes a moment to really have their notepad and pen um, with everything that Nicole said, because she is truly an incredible wealth of knowledge. Um, And again, if you guys are not on Clubhouse, you need to be because um, on Thursdays, Nicole and Chris host an incredible room on publicity and media. And it's I just love it because of the the tactical and valuable information that is shared. And if you want more of this, I mean, definitely get on the app, follow Nicole. She's just incredible. And Nicole, I appreciate you. Um, and please, everybody tag the two of us, share it on social media. We'll, we'll um, show you some love back, but I appreciate you, Nicole, taking the time out and chatting with me. I really do. Thanks. I had so much fun. I loved all your questions as a journalist, like such good questions. (laughs) And yeah, I hope people took something out of this that helps them in some way. And I know they will. I know they will. We'll chat soon. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.